Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and this week we're watching two different films that unfortunately neither of them are very good. As we approach spooky season, I have broken my sort of rule of not watching spooky movies, and I agreed to watch one of these Bloomhouse anthology films. Matt and Jackie are going to be back on the podcast later to discuss it. This is the one we agreed on because they love horror, or at least Matt loves horror. I do not. This one looked the least scary. You'll hear more about it, but I am excited to unpack it more with them. Here's the brief review of it, and then we'll talk about it more later in our next episode. So without further ado, here's We're Watching What? First up is The War with Grandpa, and this is one of those movies where my number one question when watching it is, who is this film aimed at? So the premise is Robert De Niro, yes, that Robert De Niro, plays a grandfather who is getting older, his wife has passed away, so he moves in with his daughter and her family, and his daughter is played by Uma Thurman, his son-in-law is played by Rob Riggle, and his grandson is played by Oakes Fegley. And basically Robert De Niro's character is given his grandson's room, and so they enter into this little turf war. And I think that... Premise-wise, I'm sure there's plenty of comedy there. The kid demands his room back, and he declares that they're at a war, and I feel like this must have been based on, like, a graphic novel for kids or something like that. It's a slightly older protagonist, but it's actually aimed at a younger audience. So here's where it gets weird, though. There are a lot of jokes in this film aimed at older people. There are jokes aimed at senior citizens. Robert De Niro has this kind of crew of older folks he hangs out with who are played by Cheech Marin and Christopher Walken. And by the way, Christopher Walken is the best part of this movie. I I mean, I'd watch Christopher Walken almost anything, but he is just, it's very funny in this. I think he's the only funny part of this, to me at least. And then there are a lot of jokes that are slightly more mature. You've got, there are just so many jokes about Rob Riggle, the son-in-law, seeing Robert De Niro's junk. Like, there are a bunch of physical setups where he just walks in on him in the bathroom and this and that. I'm like, that's not really aimed at younger kids. That's a joke that maybe is for adults, maybe is for teenagers. It also feels it's not homophobic per se. It just feels very pointless to me because little kids aren't necessarily grossed out by that at that point. I feel like the age demographic that the rest of the humor is aimed at doesn't quite fit with the whole let's shame people about their bodies and let's make people feel uncomfortable about genitals, basically. There should be no sexual humor for an age group that that the rest of the physical comedy is aimed at. So why are we bringing this element into it? It's just, I find it very bizarre. And then I think the other question is, are we supposed to like the kid? Are we supposed to like the protagonist? Robert De Niro is doing his best to be a calmer, likable, level-headed grandpa. And I think, I'm assuming that maybe he has grandkids who he assigned on to this because he was like, okay, sure, you know, something my grandkids can watch because they can't watch half of the other stuff I'm in. But ultimately, this film just felt like a complete waste of talent. And I hope everyone got a really big paycheck from it or something because I'm not sure why they signed on. Jane Seymour's in it. She was a fine addition. It's just, I was very confused as to why people signed on to this. Aside from what I just mentioned in terms of maybe the older actors have grandkids who they want them to be able to see something that they're in. My biggest takeaways from this film were it was 90 minutes and I was bored. It got very tedious. It got very repetitive. There's a lot of the physical jokes that just keep going and going and they aren't funny. That's the thing. I will laugh at a physical joke just as quickly as the next person but I don't think they're funny I don't think they'd be funny to little kids who might even have a lower standard for this there's this whole weird plot line where there's a younger sister or you know Robert Nero's other grandkid who is obsessed with Christmas and I'm just thinking this film isn't coming out near Christmas why are we maybe it was originally supposed to but why are we having that whole plot line be a thing it doesn't really add to anything there were a couple gags that were reliant on it but I just 
it was messy. It was sloppy. I don't think young kids will enjoy it. I don't think older kids will enjoy it because it's too juvenile for them. And then I don't think adults will enjoy it because it's too juvenile for them. So really, I don't think anyone's going to enjoy this movie. I'm only going to give it 1.6 out of 5. And then there's The Lie, which... Not my normal cup of tea. I agreed to watch it because Bloom House, which is a studio that Jason Bloom is behind, they're really sort of cornering the market on horror type films. The most notable one, I think, of course, is Get Out that they were involved in. And then they've been producing and directing and etc. Pretty much all horror related films. And I think they are getting very good at cornering that sort of market. And I think it's a quantity over quality scenario sometimes. But they, for the month of October, put out a bunch of films on Amazon Prime. And this looked the least scary of them. And so I agreed to as part of the podcast I'm on to watch this one because I think it was the one I could handle because I don't like horror movies. This was not a horror movie because this was not a good movie at all. I think if anything, it's sort of a mystery thriller. The other films that Bloomhouse is putting out as part of this October thing look more traditional horror. And I say that sort of spooky, creepy jump out stuff. This is more psychological. But basically, we follow Joey King playing a character and her father's played by Peter Sarsgaard. Her mother's played by Morel Enos. And I don't even know how to describe this film. So basically, Joey King's character gets in a fight with her friend and pushes her off a bridge. And that's all I will say about the plot because the plot is very thin and there's a couple things that happen, et cetera, et cetera, and that's not really the point of it. And I didn't feel a sense of suspense. I didn't feel a sense of urgency with anything. The the lie is in that her parents decide, you know what, our kid may or probably killed someone and says she killed someone. We're just gonna cover it up. That's the logical solution. And I'm thinking, what sort of psychopath parents think, Yes, we should just pretend this didn't happen and expect our teenage daughter to live with this forever and we will live this forever and everyone will be fine for it. That's the that's the core of this movie and therefore I don't think it's going to be relatable or it's only relatable to monsters and psychopaths. The performances are uh, Joey King. I think Joey King is a good actress. I think my problem is she she's maybe such a good actress that she keeps picking these unlikable roles and I just I get so annoyed by her. But I think it's possibly partially her acting talents. Peter Sarsgaard is fine. This film was made in 2018 and I feel like there's a reason that it's sat sort of in purgatory and I think it just sort of got tacked onto this Bloomhouse anthology thing that's happening. I didn't feel like there's a lot of character progression. The plot itself is dubious at best. To me, it felt like maybe a film student film with a really big budget and access to some actors. The setting was all super clinical and cold. And I really, this is something that's starting to bother me a lot. These films that take place in these gorgeous, super curated houses that do not feel lived in at all. They're so decorated within an inch of their life. And I'm like, nobody lives in a museum like that. It doesn't give me any sense of the world they live in. And it just feels like it is one dimensional. And I think that is probably the best way to describe this film, one dimensional. So cannot recommend this, even if you are a fan of thriller, horror, etc. I think it's going to be a big letdown. It is not worth your time. So I'm only going to give this one one and a half out of five.